This week on Real Dudes Podcast, Carrington and Cody discuss their thoughts on Vox Machina. Following that, Donovan goes into the Bomber Crew, discussing the game itself, giving it a review, and discussing the most recent DLC that has been released. After we discuss those, we go into our off-topic. Fallout 76 is said to have servers online forever. Are there any games that we wish still had servers today, and why? This episode is top notch. We have an all-star cast, so sit back again, hold on to your butts, and let's go! Indie Gaming Podcast of all times. Prepare your minds, your hearts, your souls, and your butts for this episode, people, because we've got the all-star crew. I thought last week we had an all-star crew, but this week we've got an all-star, all-star, all-star crew. That's two all-stars. Sorry, last week's all-star crew. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce everyone. Um, alphabetical order, last name first. We've got Reiner Andrew with us. Hi! Hi! And then on, after him, I'm trying to think of this in my head here, we've got Martin Carrington. Hey, hey, hey! Martin Donovan. Sup? Hoff Phil. Oh. <laughs> I, I should have said Chef the Phil, which then... Uh, I don't get a last name? Well, chef the Phil. it's Chef. <laughs> what? Okay. And then Bachman Cody. Hattie. Guys, I uh, gotta say it is awesome having everyone on here. Um including Reiner and Phil. Uh you both uh have been on here at separate times. Um we've had the chance to talk to you all. And uh this is I, I feel like this is just gonna be a little bit more laid back than the uh, initial interviews or, you know, whenever we have Phil, we try to be as formal as we possibly can. I'm just crashing this party. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you Wait, can just... what? Our interviews are formal? Uh, I, mean, I wear bow ties and everything. Yeah. I don't know what you got. Yeah. I, I actually put pants on. I'll put my <laughs> pants back on. <laughs> um, Kyle, so, yeah. you're my favorite pocket-sized friend. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> What a you know, I I your wallet and keys. Kyle, you're the I next big toy for the holiday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> already, this podcast has been deleted. All right, it's gonna be a bonus episode. All of you guys that want it, you'll have to pay extra for it. Uh, <laughs> I go to work every day, and I deal with short jokes. I even deal with short jokes at home sometimes. But on here, I've never really dealt with it until today. Really? Because like Jenny is like shorter than you are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wait a second. I've never taken a shot at your height when I've been on the air. I don't think so. so. No, I don't think so. If you did, you probably missed. (laughs) Uh, Wait a minute. I'm tall, so I'm the stormtrooper. Yeah, I probably missed. Yeah. All right. So before we get into the games that we're discussing, um, both of you, uh, at different times, have taken a trip to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> West Virginia. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, I, I want to hear different. about your guys' experience. Like, I want to hear what your thoughts are. You, you know, you come from, quote-unquote, big city, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis. You know, everything well, is normal there and, and cool. Yeah, Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just smaller you know, metropolis. Yeah. Pop collars, khaki jeans, you know, all that cool stuff. Yeah. Snow boots. Snow boots. So those are moon boots to you. <laughs> All right, Reiner, you were mm-hmm. here uh, for a, a a business related trip. What was your experience like here? Did did you enjoy yourself? I almost you... died. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just get straight to the chase. Tell us what happened. 
so I went to, I was going for uh, Bethesda Game Studios' Fallout 76. We're going to take uh, a look at the first gameplay, get to play three hours of it. Uh, and they had it at the, I don't know what you'd call it, the Greenbrier Resort or Four Star Hotel. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's this really crappy old place that... <laughs> That old rich people go to to golf and die. I don't. I was about to say it's a country club, isn't it? Maybe I don't know. It's super weird. But I had to just wear a suit just to walk around in that place. You uh, had to wear a suit. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't let you like tie and everything. Area. No, just a, a jacket. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was there for for Fallout seventy six, and we landed in that little airport, which is like you know that TV show Wings. It's mm-hmm. totally like that, mm-hmm. uh, just like one runway and just this, you know, just a little shack for, you know, for you, where you get your luggage. Uh, but we all piled into, it was like me, Major Nelson from Xbox, uh, some other resort guests, and then, uh, I don't know, I would say like five other people from Microsoft. We piled into a, uh, a bus, kind of a shuttle to take us to the hotel. And it, we landed at night, so, you know, it's like, we, I really didn't get a good look at the mountainscapes or anything there. It was just pitch black as we're going down this small road. And all I saw was just, like, occasionally, like, a clearing, but a lot of times it was just kind of woods uh, next to the road, right? Like, forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of streetlights. And as we're driving, we're it's about a 15-minute ride. We're, like, 10 minutes into it. And I kid you not, the back doors on our shuttle just whipped open and luggage started falling out mm-hmm. and right there i was like oh we're dead it's the moth man like, <laughs> totally it. like the whole time i'm looking out at the wilderness i'm thinking about the moth man because that's the kind of freak i am right yeah and uh it's all, West all, of sudden, has. <laughs> all of a sudden our driver pulls over throws the the bus in park hops out and runs off behind our bus into the darkness gone yeah, and Major Elsa are just sitting there like, what is happening? Uh, and I was like, oh, we're totally dead. Uh, and you just hear him, like, you know, his pitter-patter of feet just... And then he's gone. Like, we don't see him anymore. And it's like, well, we think he's getting the luggage. Uh, and then he comes back 10 minutes later with a couple bags. And he's like, well, that's never happened to me before. It's crazy. Uh-oh. And right there, I was just like, all right, this place sucks. Uh I'm just already, I'm already freaked out by West Virginia. Uh, and then we get to the resort, and I get inside there. And if you've ever been there, it is like it messes with your eyes. The, the mismatch of colors, uh, the checkerboard floor, the floral patterns everywhere—it is a trip. And it's it looks like, like something like out of the Shining, right? Like it's really that or yeah, or Animal Crossing. Uh, so yeah, that's how it started. And uh, I didn't get to leave the resort grounds. Uh, we were pretty much just at um at the resort i did go up by one of the golf courses and there was some guy who was like had a pet hawk or something that we went and checked out but uh west virginia is really weird by the way yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah that was it it's beautiful you know once once the sun came up and i looked out outside it was like wow it's, it's just wilderness everywhere it was pretty cool but yeah that's my story was there any point that you were thinking maybe Bethesda staged this like 40 experience for Fallout and they were like, all right, these guys are coming in, throw the back doors open and, <laughs> and we're just going to throw them out in the wilderness and give them a taste of Fallout 76? I thought about it at first, but then I was like, this seems a little too elaborate and dangerous, <laughs> uh, especially like with our bags there. And, you know, Major Nelson was bringing all that camera equipment, like his crew. At all that, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that seems pretty risky. But yeah, I thought about it for a second. But then the thing I started thinking about is like, if you have an online game like Fallout 76, why on earth would you bring it to West Virginia for the first showing <laughs> at an old resort? You'd think you'd want to have it like in some kind of server farm somewhere. Yeah. When you had mentioned that you were out there by Green Bar, because I haven't been to the actual resort itself, but I have been out that way um, on the on the river on some cabins and there's like no cell service or anything out there. Your restaurants are like fast food joints, nothing spectacular. Uh, I was surprised that they didn't have it, you know, at the Capitol in Charleston or 
near Huntington or something, Morgantown or something, you know, where you can actually do something, get out and do something. Yeah, and they, you know, the Greenbrier's in the game. Yeah. Uh, so they wanted to have, like, that moment where, you know, we rolled into the Greenbrier in the game itself, and we're like, oh, look, we're in the actual room where we're playing. Yeah. And then on top of that, the Greenbrier has a secret, like, Eisenhower's secret uh, congressional bunker is underneath it. Uh, so we went and toured that as well. Okay. You know, to see an actual vault, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of made sense, but man, if I was making that game and and you told me that you were bringing my you know, online only experience out into the middle of nowhere, I'd be like, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it sounds like your uh, experience in West Virginia is better in real life than what's going on with the beta lately. Yeah, the beta has been unstable. Uh, I mean, that's why it's called a beta, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully when it launches on November 14, it's in better shape. But yep. yeah, it's uh, it's been rough. Carrington and I played, what, was that yesterday or two days ago? Yeah, it was yesterday. And uh, whew, yeah, that, that frame rate every once in a while would just chug. And, and it's to the point where like you hit start to open up the map, and it's like, oh, I think my game froze. And you're just sitting there for like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. And then eventually it kicks in, and it's like, oh, man, that... That kind of stuff can't happen when it launches. Yeah. So hopefully they can fix it. Hopefully they're getting the data they need from this beta. But uh, yeah, that's that's right around the corner. It's just yeah. what next week. Yeah, it's next week. It's, uh, scary close. Scary close. So, Phil, your experience here was a little different than which I I don't know if we actually touched on it because you've been on since you came to Ohio and West Virginia, I think. Did you find it scary here as, as Reiner did? Do you not recall me sending the text saying I am not opening my mouth until <laughs> you're in front of me? <laughs> is, so is, is the accent really that bad? Yeah, it's strange in a strange land, man. Do you, like, so you and I went and grabbed lunch slash dinner at Oscars? Yes. And uh, there was that dude that sat, got, done, got done with work and sat down next to us who was just on a mission to get his buzz on. Yeah. Who was very heavily accented, as was everybody in the Target that I stopped at because I unfortunately forgot to bring a toothbrush with me. So I had to stop and get one and brush my teeth really quick. <laughs> and um, even just walking around that Target, like, I could just hear the fact that, like, when I went through the checkout line, I didn't open my mouth, man. Like... I self-checkout, didn't talk to a single person because the accents around me were like, I'm going to die if I say anything around here. This is not a place for long-haired, middle-aged white dudes to be hanging out. <laughs> Wait, hold on. How many days into your trip were you before you realized you didn't have your toothbrush? One, man. One. Okay. I was going to say, West question. Virginia and Minnesota, that's, that's, a, that's a hike. I cover a lot of ground. I remember carrying, or what, Kyle forgot his toothbrush on his way up to Minneapolis. Did I? I don't remember. Yeah, we stopped at by that weird gas station oh, yeah, in Wisconsin with all the cheeses <laughs> yeah. and meats. Yes, I did. I did forget that. Yeah. Um, yep. Wow. I had a thought and it just left. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> You're pretty good for that too, Kyle. I am. Uh, man, it was a good point too. All right. Anyways, it'll come. You know what? It probably won't come back because the last time I said that, it never did. Um, but I'll also reiterate the fact of what Andy said. Like West Virginia, put them in your pocket, gorgeous, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> rolling hills and trees everywhere. Like absolutely beautiful to drive through. But I stopped for gas. I couldn't even tell you where in West Virginia because I was just following GPS. And uh, I went to the gas station and again was moderately terrified to be getting out of my car. It all worked out, but, like, super pretty landscape, but the people are, you know, those those accents, they scare me. <laughs> Just throw you off completely. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But, hey, I saw the Mothman statue, so we're good. And so we're that, in the museum. I was going to touch okay. on that. Let oh, me ahead. ask you a question. Like, you guys playing Fallout 76, is it cool seeing West Virginia like that? I haven't, had, I haven't spent a lot of time uh, with it other than uh, going to Camden Park. And I saw the Capitol building in there, but uh, I haven't spent a lot of time. I think it's cool um, playing a game that's based in the area that I live and seeing the stuff that they put in there. Like uh, a big thing here is Hillbilly Hot Dogs. And uh, I drove right past there. 
they have it in the game, but it's renamed to Hillbilly or Hill Hill Folk Dogs. And uh it it is similar, like there's a bus attached to the back of it that you can go back and sit and eat and everybody draws on the walls. It sounds really scary. It is kind of scary, I guess. And uh I don't know. I mean that kind of stuff sticks out to me, but the, with all the problems that's going on within the beta, just the sheer just it, it being so plain and and there's not a whole lot to do it, i mean that kind of scares me for playing the game longer than a week yeah I, I think that's everybody's concern i think you're echoing millions of people right now right yeah yep. yeah and from even what i saw from people streaming like the lack of npcs and interaction as to getting the story and just it all being readable slash sound clips like it's not the fault that we all know and love and want yeah. We want that interaction with the NPCs that are giving us the information and taking us on side quests. You hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. Um, and that thought that I had still, still didn't come back. <laughs> the mystery is a big cliffhanger. It is. That'll that'll lead us to the next episode. All right. Uh, going on to the games. Oh, quit played. playing as Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was someone else. I think it's Cody typing, probably. His control, his keyboard sounds like a controller. Carrington has played a game called Vox Machina. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It yes, sir. Is... Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Cody's been playing with me. It is... Uh, um, a mech fighting simulator? It's like Titanfall... If you didn't get out of your Titan. Well, okay. I've been comparing it to like Mech Warrior and Mech Assault. If they had a baby, that's this game. I mean, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say Mech Assault slash Mech Warrior and Steel Battalion. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. What systems were those on? Original Xbox. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Those games were f- amazing. So, like, Mech Assault was kind of like your arcade type uh, mech game, and then Steel Battalion was more like your simulated, or like your simulator-type mech game, which was really awesome. Because um, Steel Battalion back in the day was like 200 bucks because it came with the controller, and it came with, like, you know, pedals and joysticks and buttons and stuff. I never got a chance to play it, but I know that it was a thing back then, and it was pretty freaking awesome and it's still worth that today basically if you can get your hands on it but vox machina like so it is built for vr cody can attest to that oh yeah but at the same time you can play with a keyboard and mouse since we don't have that vr system set up at the moment and it still works on a keyboard setup like super easy it's just just be prepared to press a lot of different buttons like you like if you play ever play a simulation game like a fight sim or anything like that be prepared to press a lot of buttons on keyboard and mouse so tell us about the game i mean is is it strictly multiplayer and um is it yes yes so we're to it at all or is it just jump in teams of max fight and shoot and there's a little bit of a tutorial, um, how to move, how to shoot, and how to communicate with people. Um, I guess I had the PC version of the tutorial. I guess the VR would be different. But it was very basic. Mm-hmm. How to turn, how to go forward, how to boost, uh, left-click left is one shoot, and right-click is another type of shoot. And that's that's basically the tutorial. Everything else you got to figure out yourself. Mm-hmm. But that those are basically all you need. It's just you're spamming a lot of different keys at the same time mm-hmm. because you're a giant mech that's floating, and then you're landing, but you're still going in one direction, but you want to go the other direction. So you have to counteract the boost of the movement that you're. So you're going one way, you have to counteract it the other way. It's really cool. It just takes a while to learn. Carrington? The, the, I was watching you uh, stream it earlier today, mm-hmm. and uh, from the way that it looks, there's not a whole lot uh, of uh, but like uh, there's not a whole lot going on with the heads-up display, the, the game HUD itself. 
No, oh. there is pretty much nothing. Everything that the mech gives you. So you have like in your top left corner, there's a small screen with an AI. She might give you some small updates, but also that's where if your teammates are talking, that's where you'll see them pop up, which I think is really cool. It's, uh, it's a fun feature. Oh yeah, for sure. Because earlier today, uh, me and Cody were playing and someone had their headset like on the entire time and people were like, uh, you have your headset on. And then it took them a couple of times. They kept saying it over and over. You have your headset on, your headset's on. And then they finally caught on like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm i using something different, a different setup than I normally do, which I thought was pretty funny. So when, the, when you know, a person is talking, you see their avatar in game, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. And their mouth moves as they talk, which is, I think... Uh, kind of weird, but kind of cool at the same time, uh, just to kind of add to the whole thing. Um, and then other than that, you have like your fuel, uh, you have a heat gauge. So when you're finding your weapons, your heat goes up. So you have to manage that while you're playing. Um, and if you look, you can look around in the cockpit with the mouse. So you have your radar on your bottom, like bottom left corner. So it is so weird. So you got to look down that way every time you want to see the radar and look at it while you're playing this game. Um, so when uh space bullet dynamics corporation is the the team that developed this game mm -hmm. when i saw this game when they sent us the code for the game i thought this was right up your all's alley um <laughs> for sure that, yeah yeah the, the type of game that you guys would definitely enjoy playing what about this game uh do you love and do you think that would appeal to uh other other people that um play games so first of all, like the game, the way it looks is incredible for an indie game. And I think there's only three people that work at Space Bullet Dynamics Corporation, according to their website. So for three people to develop this game is insane. And I, it, I think Cody can attest to this. Like the, the way the game looks, it's on par with your better looking games, your AAA titles and stuff like that. And yeah. there's enough... So there's different kinds of mechs. There's five different kinds of mechs you can choose right off the bat. And each one feels different enough so that way you don't feel like you're, you know, basically playing the same thing over and over again. Each one has a different role. And, like, Cody enjoys the, the sniper-type one, which is called, like, a driller or something. I can't remember what it's called. And yeah, I enjoy that. The drill. Yeah, and I enjoy the, the heavy mech. And they're both – they both move different. They control differently. So each mech is – definitely different enough so that way you're not just you don't feel like you're playing a copy of e of each one so touching on that I, I was a big fan of the armored core series those games the thing that appealed to me was being able to customize your mechs change out your guns your weapons and stuff are you able to do that in this game or are you just set with the classes that you pick the one of the five classes that you pick so I didn't really experiment too much, but you can mess and customize each mech with each loadout as you feel fit if you want to. Uh, but there's also like preset uh, classes with their different loadouts if you want to just kind of just hop in and play if you want to. And I found that I was, was going to say real quick, I just find that satisfying enough for me personally to just hop in and go. Mm -hmm. Cody? Uh I wish there was um, a way to customize your cockpit. Mm -hmm. Like for VR mode, I, I understand looking around builds you into character, but on PC, having the look way bottom left to see your map, and then but that then takes away from everything else you see because you can no longer really see your outside window. Yeah. So it just makes it a little difficult to play all that around. So if you could customize that a little bit, I think that'd be neat. Uh, when you said customize, uh, the first thought uh, that came to my head was dice dangling in the front of the, you know. Oh. You're, <laughs> you're even here. Um, like some solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Solo <laughs> dice. Uh, so it sounds like... You know, it definitely grabbed your guys' attention. It sounded like you had a lot of fun with it. Um, before I found out what you what you scored it, as far as the levels go and the environment, um, did you find it repetitive? Did you find uh, they had a good variety of maps for you to, to play in? Um, so I'll say real quick, there's three different game modes within the multiplayer. There's like mm -hmm. Team Deathmatch, there's King of the Hill type thing, and then there's like a Capture the the command points type mode. Each one has a different map. 
but they they are kind of bland the environments are because it seems like each one takes place on mars because it's got like a reddish tint to it kind of deal to it so there is that that's probably my only negative to the game though uh, besides not having a campaign mode okay so vox machina 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 mm-hmm. uh, machina Space Bullet Dynamics Corporation, pick it up on Steam for twenty four ninety nine. Carrington, uh, out of one through ten, what would you rate this? I definitely give this an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Uh, Agree. Eight out of ten this is a good fair rating. If you were br- browsing on Steam and just looking around uh, for games, and you saw this, and you saw it for twenty four ninety nine, would you feel that? That is a fair price for the game that you're getting? Personally, yes, because the, the game modes are exciting. The community is super helpful and hilarious, and Cody can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> and personally, as a huge Mech Assault fan, I've been like itching for a really good mech game, and this really hits that, uh, scratches that itch. Uh, moving on. Donovan? Yes. So... A couple weeks ago, you were on, and uh, you had mentioned Bomber had released their DLC. Yes. Um, and we decided, since we've never really discussed that game or covered it, we would go ahead and back and uh, get your thoughts on the game. Um, you can kind of enlighten us about Bomber Crew and um, talk about the DLC that recently released, because I'm sure you've had a lot more time with it since the last time you've been on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bomber Crew is developed by Runner Duck. Yes. Uh, currently on Steam for $14.99. You can also pick it up on Switch. It is more expensive on the Switch. Uh, I did not check, though. Uh, but anyways, Bomber Crew. Uh, Donovan, why do you love this game? Uh, I consider myself to be a, a history buff. Casual, I guess you could say. History buff. Um, and I really enjoy kind of the flight simulation type type games, but as of recently, I don't have a lot of time to, to get into it because when I go in, I dive full in, so it'll take me literally, you know, three to four hours, you know, to play one mission for a flight sim. Uh, so this one is a nice kind of arcade-ish type flight sim bomber crew manager. Um, but uh, one of the reasons I liked it was, again, it, it's just a historical game. And it was pretty cool to check out because it was t- kind of a quick type thing and get a lot out of it. Uh, but also, within the game, there's a ton of crew customization. Uh, so every crew member has their own type of loadout. And depending on what you give them depends on how you affect their stats, like how quickly they run, uh, can they take a hit from bullets and flak, um, and can they survive in high altitude. So temperature kind of plays a small deal in it. Hmm. Uh, and then also, it, it, it's just it's a lot of stuff going on with the crew because you have like seven to nine people that you have to outfit, which is kind of one of the slightly more annoying things of the game is just loading out your crew because it's each one and you're trying to customize each one to really help them to perform their job effectively. Um see what else i just lost my train of thought anyway and then also there's bomber customization which is also really pretty pretty good um you can customize the entire bomber uh, i think like with the with the base skin and then you can do things like nose art engine art waist art tail art uh, wing art and you can either use presets or create your own through its in-game like ms paint type thing mm-hmm. so if you're getting be real creative uh, but then in the actual game it's really interesting because you micromanage every single person in the crew so you have like seven to nine depending on which bomb you know the lancaster or the b-17 and you have to man the guns you have to reload the guns if there's a fire you have to make somebody pick up a fire extinguisher then go out physically on the wing and put out the fire if an engine goes out you have to find somebody to to go fix it uh, when you're coming up on a target you have to make sure your bombardier is actually on the bomb site to either drop the bombs or uh, to take 
recon photos, which then gets you more stuff to customize your bomber with. And also, missed about the bomber customization features, you can upgrade like every single turret, and you can upgrade your engines, and you can upgrade your armor. But the trade-off is the more upgrades you do, the heavier the plane becomes, and there's a weight limit on the plane. So you can't have the most souped-up plane. Like You can't have the most armor and the most turrets, or else it's going to be too heavy to fly. So you have to kind of figure out your own way of surviving the mission. So by looking at... Oh. I was just going to say real quick. By by looking at this game, it has... uh, uh, that was child kind of cartoon like uh, graphics and and it looks very yes. uh, quote unquote innocent but it sounds like the way that you're describing there's a lot more um a lot more details that are involved with the game that would appeal more to an adult yes i mean it is i can't it would be for like a you know five to eight year old i don't think <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah the the graphics are pretty pretty childish which is part of the charm of it and what's kind of funny is that uh it's there's no gender bias, so it's like men and women are serving on the crew, which isn't mm-hmm. quite technically historically accurate, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, like one of my bombers or one of my crews had to bail in the water, and like everybody died except this one woman, and so she was like the veteran, like the entire crew, and then I had to hire more crew members, which is also another thing that you have to do is when you initially have your first crew, you actually go through like the recruit station and you look at everybody's stats and you start hiring which ones you want. And then if one dies, then you have to, you know, replace it or replace them. Um, so in the bombers too, they are pretty cartoony, kind of shrunken down a little bit, not to scale, if you will, but that's all part Pocket of the charm of the game. It looks really cool. Pocket size bombers. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so that's really the premise of the game. When and when you do missions, uh, depending on the quests, I'll put in air quotes quests that you do uh, on the missions, you'll get money, and then you'll also get like research points. And those research points unlock more customization features, like better turrets and stuff like that. And then money is to actually buy it. Uh, and then also your crew get experience points, level up, and then get special abilities that you can use on mission as well. That's really cool. Can so, I ask a question? Sure. <clears throat> so, Donovan, so this new DLC has got you in a B-17, right? Yes. Uh, so are you playing, like, classic World War II missions when you're playing this? Kind of, sort of. Because uh, in the B-17 DLC, which it's a new kind of direction, I haven't seen this done in any World War II game that I know of. But uh, when you're in the B-17 crew, you're actually flying in the North African Theater of Operations. Okay. Which is not really done, uh, at least in the air war, with bombers of that time period. So you're you're in North Africa, and you're doing missions in North Africa and also partially in Italy, which is... Both of, I was going to say, both of which actually happened during World War II. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's semi... That's accurate. It's, it's semi-accurate, so it's not like... Yeah you know, city-specific targets and things like that. But, yeah, right. you kind of get the idea. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, that's really cool. And then, yes, the B-17 is my favorite bomber. So as soon as Bomber Crew dropped, the first question I asked was, is there going to be a B-17 DLC? And finally it dropped. Uh, so with that DLC, again, new theater of operations. Uh, you have new escort planes. So instead of the Spitfires escorting you around, you now have the famous P-51 Mustangs. Cadillac of the sky! Yes. <laughs> it is. Jesus it is. <laughs> I mean, it's one of me and Donovan's, like, we love that movie, Empire of the Sun, and that's a, that's a line from the movie. A very young Christian Bale, if anyone's interested. Yes, it is, is, it is it, a very is good movie. Better than his dragon movie, Breath of Fire? Oh, sure. I don't think I've seen Breath of Fire, so... <laughs> yeah so i guess so uh Uh, but yeah so that's one of the features and uh along with it when you do missions there are enemy aces that serve as the game's bosses Uh, so depending on the mission area 
there'd be like a suspected ace that's in the area that you're supposed to look out for. Uh, when they attack, they have their own personality types and their own special unique abilities to try to kill you. So that's a lot of fun. And if you mm. shoot them down, then you get tons of points. Is it, uh, is this DLC the first introduction to bosses or is that? No, the right. base game has bosses, yeah. And, um, I, uh... yeah. <laughs> Uh, another one of the great features that I do love about Bomber Crew is the damage model. So when you get shot or when explosions happen near you, there will be bullet holes exactly where you got shot. And they stay there for the duration of the mission. And if a spike gets hit too much, then bits and pieces start flying off the plane. So like ailerons, elevators, rudder, that all falls off. Bits of the wing fall off, which is amazing. Engine parts fall off, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. especially when somebody tries to fix it and it blows up and then they kind of fall off the plane. So, it, to their death, of course. But yeah, it's a, it's really cool. It's a really great game. Um, I recommend it. It's, it's got a lot of neat little details that I didn't really cover. Like there's the pilot who has specific tasks that you have to do. You have to tell him to take off, raise the landing gear, lower the landing gear, land. You have the engineer that monitors all the fuel systems and uh, how the health of each engine. And, of course, they do well at repairing stuff. Uh, there's the navigator that does – that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, and then there's a the radio operator who operates the radar to help you tell where potential enemies are located. And then you have to use your little spot tool to actually spot the enemy aircraft for the gunners to start firing at it. Um. Uh, and then you have the gunners that do – Pretty much what you would think. Shoot stuff. Forgive me if you mentioned this before, but the more that you talk about it, it sounds like more of a uh, sim than it is like uh, like uh, airplane, like dogfighting type game. Like, yeah, I guess kind of more of a sim uh, in a way. Uh, there's a lot of microman. There's a lot of micromanaging. Sounds like yeah, tons of micromanaging. Okay. Tons. So it gets really hectic when you get later in the missions because you're constantly moving people around, trying to make sure your aircraft isn't on fire, that your engines are working and things like that, fuel mm-hmm. management. Uh, but it's all done in a very simplistic way, so it's not something that uh, you know takes forever to play just one round. Okay. So they give you a pretty good tutorial on how to use all these systems, and then it kind of throws you into the fire. Yeah. What what kind of crowd do you think this game would appeal to? Well, uh, for myself, anyone who's interested in flight simulation and flight simulators, this is a good, good, nice change of pace. You don't have to go through manuals just to figure out how to turn the plane on and, you know, learn about the theory of flight and all that good stuff. Uh, so it's something that you could jump into if you're a veteran and you want to just kick back, kind of play something a little more casual than what you're used to, like say, the uh, the DCS series or the IL-2 series. Uh, so that's a nice step back. But for those who are wanting to get into it, it's a really good entry point uh, to flight simulation and crew management. It's, it's really cool. It's, it really applies to anybody, anybody who wants to really try it, anyone who's interested in flying or anyone who's mildly interested in history. It would appeal to those people. Um the I would say that for some the art style, the game style may throw some people off, but once you get into it, it's it's okay. You you'll get over it. Cool. And uh, two things. Uh, one, it is uh, fifteen dollars on Switch, and then secondly, um, Breath of Fire is a game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clear the air here, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, okay. the movie I was talking about is Rain of Fire. So, um, anyways. Talking about Bomber Crew, what what would you rate this game, uh, included with the DLC? Including with the DLC, I'll give it a solid 9.5 out of 10. Wow. Wow. Uh, oh. it's, it's a solid game. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of content in there. I mean, a ton of content. Uh, you get attached to all your crew. You can name your crew and stuff. It It's really neat. Uh, and when your crew dies, it's, it's really heart-wrenching. Permadeath? It is permadeath. Okay. If they do not live, they're they're gone. So that's one of the better level and everything. One of the better games you've played this year. Yes, it is. It is one of the better games I played this year, out of the very few. 
I will have yes, to check it, it out. Um, a lot of fun. Sweet. Especially for the price, it's really, it's really nice to get into. We should have done this earlier because when the DLC oh. dropped, they had like a half off for the whole weekend, so you, you got everything dirt cheap. But, oh, uh, really? Oh, well. Oh, man. Just wait for the Steam, you know, Steam winter sale. <laughs> um, so that is Bomber Crew uh, by Runner Duck. Yes. Solid um, game. A lot, of, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things I didn't even talk about, so it's, it's just got so much going for it. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages situations. My name is Katie Cakes, and I am the host of Cake Bites, a podcast adventure through gaming history. I am just inviting you to come along with me on that journey while I interview people who have worked in and around the industry for the last 30 plus years to learn about their experiences and their perspectives to learn more about an industry that is continuously evolving. I hope you guys will join me every two weeks when I release a new episode of the show on all major podcasting platforms. You can learn more about the show at kickbites.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Tyler. I'm Lucas. And I'm Chris. And we're better than static. We meet up once a week and talk about movies, comics, and video games. I don't I don't want to talk about that. What? Why, why are you complaining about all the topics I bring up? I'm trying to sound professional, Chris. But we're not that good. We, we are too good. We may not be great, but we are better than static. You guys can hit up iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and YouTube to check us out. So, I'm glad you guys listened to those ads that we played. I'm pretty sure you probably loved them, and uh, if you didn't, I'm sorry you had to listen to them. They were short ads. It's fine. (laughs) Very funny, Phil. Very funny. Um, Does that make me a short joke, or did you just take it as one? I took it as one. I'm very defensive when I hear short things. You get that ginger, (laughs) ginger rage going. Gingeritis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have a whole lot as far as news going on, but, uh, on one of the Facebook groups that we are in, uh, I saw some screenshots of a new racing game coming out on Switch uh, later this month called Horizon Chase Turbo. It's a throwback to uh, the old Rush and Cruise in USA and the, like, the old racing games. So uh, it is releasing November 28th, um, and it is something that I'm excited for. Uh, I have very good, very fond memories of playing Cruise in USA. Um, my friend's basement for hours, so keep an eye out on that. Also, guys, Smash. Uh, Nintendo Direct showed off some more Smash, showed off some characters. Uh, I was changing my oil while that was going on in the car, <laughs> so uh, I got to catch a little bit of it. Is there anything from the Direct that you guys are excited for that you saw? Is there anything that let you down? Um, what do you think? I must say, Sonic trying to save Pikachu breaks my heart because everyone's dead except for Kirby because he's the man. <laughs> Sonic saving Pikachu and everyone's dead. Then that's what's to be expected in the Smash. Yes, the uh, the the story yeah. mode ish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a CG movie and it's like. The director, whoever made this CG movie, like just got out of the screening of Infinity War and was like, "We're doing that." So it's like every character's like getting zapped and dying. 
Okay. Oh, but never mind. Sure. I did. I did see that. Uh, I saw it on. Uh, I saw a gif of it, or not a gif, a uh, Instagram post of it, and it's Thanos snapping his finger, and then everyone's dying. That's pretty um, much what the cinematic is like. I think yeah. for me personally, that was the only like big thing that surprised me. Uh, there were a couple like character announcements and things like that, but other than that, uh, there wasn't a whole lot to the whole direct, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find anything super interesting about it. Um, I am excited to, to play online against people. I haven't, I haven't played a Smash game, like invested time in a Smash game in a long time, probably since Melee. And uh, this one, I, I am super excited for. And just, I, I tell you what. So one of the one of the big things that I was excited to see uh, is that you start out with the original characters um, from Smash sixty four, and then throughout you're you're playing the game, you unlock more and more characters. So I think that it's cool to be able to work and progress to unlock these characters, which I think the Smash before this, everyone was unlocked. It could be wrong, but I think a lot of the characters were unlocked. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Carrington, you gave us this topic. Yes, I did. I'm actually kind of proud of myself. So, go ahead and, and let us know what's going on and how you got to decide this question for us to discuss and so unfolded okay so fallout 76 was recently announced to have said from bethesda that the servers would be online forever so that made me think are there any games out there that any of you guys wish still had servers today and why because so many times do not just games in general but online games uh, whether it be from the original Xbox, PS2 era, and forward, so many times do those servers tend to die eventually. I think Halo 2 is the most recent one with had, which had a bunch of coverage uh, when it finally died. Uh, which servers would you guys wish were still online today that you could still play and go back to and, and enjoy yourselves with? Uh, Star Wars Galaxy. Hey. You have to spend blood in the sand. <laughs> I had never played Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> wow. Wow. My heart that just now just broke into a chameleon pieces. Carrington, really? You of all people. I love Star Wars Galaxy. That game is fantastic. But I, that's not my game I would choose. But Reiner, why do you choose Star Wars Galaxies? Uh, I, I just think it was an important MMO. Like... You know, it was between EverQuest and, and World of Warcraft. And I don't know, it had a huge community. They were doing something a little different with everybody had defined roles. You know, if you wanted to be a moisture farmer, you could do that. It's not the most exciting thing to do, mm -hmm. but it had the Star Wars license, one of the biggest licenses in the world. And, and that thing's just gone now. Like, it's it just remains as a video, right? Yeah, um, for sure. So I think that's unfortunate. Like, that, that was a huge release. It's gone. And it really breaks my heart because if you could, you could have any job you wanted to in the game and you could fulfill it and be a part of that role. I know a friend of ours, and Donovan can back me up on this. He loved being an entertainer and he loved just entertaining people. He would just, just chill out and play music all day for everyone. And he didn't give a care in the world because that was what he loved to do. Oh my. Popular. Like he started stealing like audiences from other people it got he got so popular and that was what was hilarious was we were just watching him play like all these people are crowding to him and then all the other entertainers are like dude what's your problem <laughs> and like starting fights and stuff <laughs> it was it was fantastic yeah that's a unique experience that'll just be you know you'll never have it again Reiner, what what did you play in that game? What was your your class? Your I was like a race? smuggler type, trying to be like the the Han Solo a little bit. Carrington, what about you? What, hmm. what game? All right, so I told Reiner this recently while we were playing. I think I think it was Blackout or something. How I love I just installed and downloaded Fantasy Star Online 2 because I'm a huge Fantasy Star fan in general. 
I wish the OG Fantasy Star Online, the first one, was still online today. Because uh, I played that. Donovan and I both played that back on the GameCube in that era. Uh, so episode many. 1 and 2. So many hours were so spent on that hours. game. And it was great. And I wish that Fantasy Star Online came back. Uh, and I wish Sega was gave us that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, I wish Sega would give it the same love in the States as they are giving it in Japan, because it's still a thing in Japan. But here in the States, uh, we are we are starving for that kind of stuff. I was going to say, wasn't that on the Dreamcast? Like, I almost want to say mm-hmm. that's the reason why I originally got the internet in my house. <laughs> yeah, that was originally on the Dreamcast, and then it was re-released on the GameCube and also original Xbox back in the day. Uh, yep. But I played it on on GameCube personally, and I I love that game so much, and I still miss it to this day. Uh, just going through and and just interacting with people or having inside jokes uh, with because uh, they had split screen with it too, uh, which was fantastic. But as far as online servers are concerned, uh, I spent a lot of time online with that game. Phil, is there any any games that that you played? you know, online that kind of held close to your heart that you'd like to see make a comeback? Uh, 50 Cent, Blood in the Sand. (laughs) 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 Is there there a a, a part of you that just grew close to that game, or are you... Have you never played 50 Cent, Blood in the Sand? No, I have not. Andy? I mean, Reiner? What? What? Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand. Tell oh. these guys about how awesome that game is. Yeah, was. underappreciated co-op shooter. Just insane Fantastic amounts of action. Chaos. Yeah, it, it was super fun, and it was like something you could beat in like six hours. Oh, yep. Not bad at all. Yeah, totally great. <laughs> did the fact that Fifty Cent was in the game did that distract you at all? Not at all. Like the game was so flipping bad Mario coin that like it was just a lot of fun. Uh was that for the three sixty? No. Uh, yeah, that was three sixty. Okay. Yep. No, that was three sixty. Uh, interesting. Uh Cody, is there any, any games that you played growing up? Any online games that had shut down previously that you Wish you could see come back. Uh, there's one, but I don't remember it. Seems to be running a game. No, I don't remember the name. Uh, uh, well, what was it about? I don't know. Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. Ask okay. someone else real quick. Uh, Donovan. Yes. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <You're... laughs> This uh, one, uh, this question took me a really long time to figure out what game I wanted to come back because I wasn't that much of an online gamer. Yep. I'm more of that single-player type experience. So multiplayer is not the best thing for me. However, comma, there are a few that I do enjoy. And one that I really enjoyed back in the day, Carrington, you will know this game when I drop the name. Uh-oh. Cal Ripken's Real Baseball. Yes! Oh my gosh, yes! Yes. An MMO baseball game where everybody had a posi- had to play a position. Like, you had to have everybody out there, or else the game would not work. Which is part of the problem. But it was still a lot of fun. And you had your pitcher, everybody had the baseman, and the shortstop, and then all your outfielders, and you had your nine batters. And it was a whole co-op experience. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And also because this came to mind, because I've been playing a lot of MLB Power Pros from 08. See, Phil and Ryder, I told you, that game was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. People think that, you know, the show is the best baseball game around. That is false. MLB Power Pros. I'll give MVP the nod over Power Pros any week. And if EA still had the license, I would imagine, due to the way that they treat FIFA and Madden and NHL, that they would still have that type, same type of gimmick, oh, where yeah. everybody would have to play their own position, and you could form a team of 10 or 9. <laughs> yeah. 
but anyway, yes, that was uh, Kyle Ripken's Real Baseball. It was also a free-to-play game, so that made it amazing for the time because I had no money. Huh. So it was amazing. Back in 2006. That still blows my mind that there is a MMO baseball game. Yeah. Back uh, but that's the way all EA games are now. I, I guess so. Well, yeah. You can do I the... Know, I haven't played uh, sports games recently. Andy, what's the name of the gimmick in the EA games right now? Not, I want to say Road of the Show, but it's not Road of the Show. It's like... Uh... Well, it's different for each game. So, but where you just play your position, your character, or whatever. Oh, I can't remember. And I know. Strictly on to do that. Blank right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh. And they and they've all got it too. Um, so like someone plays quarterback, up. someone plays wide receiver, yep. someone plays first base, yeah. second third base. Around. Uh, yep. Delete this part. To hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Completely brain-farted like Kyle. That happens a lot. Um, Cody, did you think of? Nope. Okay. Wow. So, uh, anyway, yes, that's my game. I'm not 100% sure. Baseball. Bring it back. I, I'm assuming that the original Monster Hunter back on PlayStation 2, uh, the servers are shut down for that. Uh, I would be surprised if they weren't. Um but that was a game, and I know we have, you know, Monster Hunter World and, and Generations and everything now, but that game uh, kind of opened my eyes to online gaming. Um, you know, I, I spent, I feel like that was one of the first games I've spent a couple hundred hours, a couple to few hundred hours playing and really just diving into to it. Uh, I didn't just, well, received the right source, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got for this episode. Wow. We finished. Be a pro, I think, is what it was called. What is Be it? A pro. Be a pro. Be a pro sounds all right. Yeah, because I remember yeah. NHL had that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so does FIFA, so does Madden. I think that's what it's called. I feel like I, I, I would enjoy FIFA, and I've never played a FIFA. Uh, I offer no comment. Yeah, NHL was my series. NHL 09 specifically was one of my favorites to play like that. Yes. I'm a big NHL fan, yeah. <clears throat> if only it would port over to the PC. EA doesn't do it on the PC? EA ports it to PC, but they're crap ports, let's be honest. What, the yeah. NHL games? Yes. So that's why I say, port it to the PC. <laughs> 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 How about before we close out, we just go around the table and uh, just say something here. When you say say something, what what, what are you referring to? Like any like just, an outro? You got to start. Just just like a one liner, like close out. So, well, why do I have to start? Because it's your idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you do the short straw? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. Don't forget to floss today. The Mothman's coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm waiting. Someone's got to go. Carrington. I'll do my opposite of my hey, hey, hey. I'll go bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Cody. Oh, I'm sorry, Carrington. All I can picture is in sync now. Bye, 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 oh. bye, bye. <laughs> Phil. Blackout! Andy, Reiner? I'm never going to be on the show again. Oh! Whoa. <laughs> uh, never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. Strategy thought of the day. Wow. Oh, interesting. Take that to Blackout. Kyle? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a rad day.
It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.